This is Lachlan Rouston. This is Raf Friedman. And you're listening to the fittest podcast in Australia, The Mind Muscle Project. Project, welcome back to this week's episode. We're going to talk about mental strategies for improving your fitness. So, mental fitness is really what it is. Now, we've talked to many experts on the show, athletes that have their own ways of doing things, as well as great coaches, even authors that have all these different strategies, not just from anecdote and just not from their own practice, but also from the research as well. So, we're going to give you guys some ideas, um, some different tactics, some tools that you can use to improve your improve your fitness, but by working on your mind. Okay, so before we dive into the show, supporting the show today are the best supplements on earth, the cleanest supplements on earth. And like we've said so many times, we love True Protein because it gives us confidence to know that whoever we recommend supplements to because, you know, it's one of those industries where you really don't know what's out there and what people are putting in those supplements or where they're cutting corners. The last five, six years, there's never been an issue. There's never been someone who's come back to us of the thousands of people we've recommended it to and gone, hey, this is not a quality product or this caused me some sort of issue um, or I'm worried about it or I didn't get a result. The, the products that are coming out of those machines and into those bags are of the best quality. And now they ship all over the world. They ship to the US, they ship to Australia. I'm pretty sure they ship to New Zealand. Um, so you guys can check it out. True Protein, uh, themymosproject.com slash trueprotein. And then our discount code is on there as well. And guys, of course, you're listening to this because you are interested in improving your fitness. If you want a program that takes care of everything for you and you want to really progress over the next eight weeks, download our Project Fitness program. It's at themymuscleproject.com slash fitness. The code when you get there till the month of March is fitness30. So fitness30, one word, and you will save 30% off. All right. So five things to get through today. First thing on the list that I feel like is one of my favorites and probably the one I use the most uh, is mantras. So a mantra, or at least how I understand it, I know there's a few different ways to do it, but essentially like a phrase or a, a, a line or something that, you know, a quote even that you repeat back to yourself in a workout that helps you to, I guess, when you come up against I'll put it like this, if if it, if the uh, fatigue dragon is coming off to you, the, the person, the devil that's coming up and saying, slow down, stop, you're broken, you're weak, you're going to hurt yourself, the mantra is your weapon, you know, it's it's the same, it's your sword, you just, you know, you're going to throw the sword and, and cut the dragon's head off as many times as you can because it's going to keep growing back and so you just keep using that sword and you keep cutting that head off through the workout till the workout's over. So, I've used a few different mantras in the past but Raph, I'd be curious to here maybe some of your favorite mantras as well because I know you're you're big on this one. Yeah, it's good. I think uh, I think everybody has mantras. Maybe you just didn't intentionally set one or not, and that's often what right. you realize. Right? Everyone's telling themselves something often over and over again in a session. For some people, it might be like, "Oh man, I suck at this." Right? And that's oh, like, like a, a negative mantra. Yeah, it's a negative yeah. mantra, and you don't. That's why I think it's so important to pick some positive ones because you'll end up telling yourself something. So you may as well, uh, you know you may as well tell yourself something positive. Yeah. Um, so, I think a really good... Uh, I'm trying to think of my favorite one that I've used over the years. My fa- one of, So, one of the ones that I liked was um, the David Goggins one. And it, I, there's no truth to this that I know of, nothing grounded in any evidence, but I think it's good. He says that when you're ready to give up, you're only 30% at your capacity. So, I thought... Isn't it 40%? Or 40%, it's 40%, whatever. It's like yeah. a low percentage. I've, I've used that. It's good. So, I'll just say like when I get really tired, I'm just like you're at 40%. 
and then that makes me think like, oh yeah, you, you got heaps to go. Another one I've talked about before on the show is like when I'm really getting towards my threshold, I go, you're only halfway. And you might be at the end, but I say, and because it's usually that level of fatigue only kicks in at the end, I just say, you're only halfway. And that just reminds me to say, hey, relax, stay calm. Still, you're only at halfway. You can't blow it now. Just like keep progressing through this, not the end of the world because you need to maintain for another half. And for whatever reason, it seems to trick me into thinking, okay, I've still got half the workout left, so I need to kind of pump the brakes here, not go too aggressive. Yeah, it's good. I'll tell you my favorite one probably, and I've used this for a long time. I used to play rugby and then also I was doing CrossFit as well was, I used to have one sound slip, but I always say, I want to go out in a stretcher. That was like my goal. <laughs> and it <laughs> retains to both. And I, I liked it because it would oh, put the focus shit. less on like maybe winning or whatever. I'd just be like, no, like, forget what you have. I'm like, no, perfect. Like, I, I want to be in a stretcher. You almost have done that in the gym. Yeah. You almost have put yourself um, in a stretcher. I think I've done it in, in both sports. Yeah. Um, but then that was, and I think it actually probably does happen because I think that first one I nearly ended up in a stretcher. Yeah. <laughs> Chad had to wake me up yeah. off the gym floor. Yeah. Uh, but I think, I do think things like that, they do really help. I met an old rowing coach that had one. And, you know, he was like, man, like, I want to, I want you to have to peel me out of the fucking bottom of this boat. Mm. Like, I, I don't want to be able to walk out of the boat. Mm. He's like, that's a good session for me. So I do think for, yeah, and yours is similar. Putting the mantras around, like, your effort can be really good rather than maybe around the result. Like, a mantra, like, I'm going to win, maybe can be good, but, you know, maybe you've already definitely lost. Yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah. It's like somebody else has already beaten you. Or, like, I've done workouts, you've got a goal, the goal's already gone. You know you're not going to achieve it now. Yeah, yeah. So I do think mantras around your effort uh, are usually the most powerful. Yeah, and um, just to kind of round that point out is you might need different mantras at different stages of workouts in different workouts also. And it sounds like a lot, but when there's a workout where you know you want to stay under your threshold, like say a 2K row, right? If you go out with put me on a stretcher in the first minute, you might put you might actually not get a, a good time. Yeah. But maybe for the first half of the workout, you need something which is just like, hey, stay relaxed, stay chilled. It's easy. And just tell yourself, stay relaxed, stay chilled. It's easy. Stay relaxed. And then obviously at some point, that's not going to work because you're like, it's not I'm easy. fucking dying. <laughs> but you're in the home stretch. And yeah. so now it's like, go out on a fucking stretcher. And yeah. so your intensity picks up, right? So you're going to run a marathon. What you're telling yourself at the start versus what you tell yourself at the end is going to be completely different. Both can be positive, but both are different tools for different times. So you need to have a few different strategies depending on what you're doing. If you're doing Fran, you're like, let's go like let's fucking die you know and you just go from death death point the whole way because you need that intensity the whole way cool okay so next point goal setting yeah i think goal setting is important this is probably not one that's always in the middle of a workout but it can be but long term i do think goal setting is a really good way to improve your fitness because it pushes you pushes you out of your comfort zone to strive for more in sessions otherwise you just get you just stay in your comfort zone every session's in your comfort zone but when you set yourself a goal that's outside your comfort zone it's a way to force yourself to push yourself in sessions, which is really what builds mental strength throughout your training. So that can be long-term. Hey, like long-term, I'm going to try and get to this level of fitness. The process of getting there is going to improve your mentality, but also it can be in sessions, like setting a goal maybe halfway through the session and then refusing to deviate from that goal is a really good way to improve your just your mentality in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think goal setting is one of those things that the same principles kind of apply across all different domains of your life. Like, for example, professionally, you might look at someone who's, you know, where you want to be. Maybe they've grown a huge business or maybe they're, um, you know, a CEO or they're a few spots above you or whatever. They drive a car that you want. That person, I guarantee you, hasn't set the goal to be out where they are now. They're setting a goal much bigger than that, which is why they're able to excel to that level. Because if they were at that level, first of all, you're never going to exceed your goal, right? So, 
really, I think in most scenarios, you want to kind of set that goal really high, set that bar really high for yourself, which is like, it's good because it makes you push, it makes you train, it makes you work towards something that's, you know, feels unachievable in some ways. And in that way, you really start to push yourself because, you know, if you're going to train to go, oh, you know, I'm going to get like, what's a realistic goal here on a 2K row? Okay, like I've done 630, so like I'm going to go like 625. You're only going to train as hard as you need to get 625. If you're like, no, my goal is 610, you're going to to try a lot harder, you know what I mean? Because you know it's a bigger goal. So you're probably going to end up, maybe you don't hit 610, but maybe you get 612 or you get, I don't know, 614. That's a lot faster than 625. So yeah, with the goal setting stuff as well, I think depending on where you're at, you can go a little bit further sometimes than you think is like realistic because you're only trained as hard as you think it will be. And that's kind of why I chose the the marathon and I chose the strict bar muscle because for me, it's like one of those things where I think to myself, oh, it's pretty hard. Like I see people doing that. I'm like, oh, I probably can't do that. And I think, well, that's probably the right goal because the guys that do that are pretty high level. And so I'm going to have to push myself to train a little bit harder to get to those goals versus if I just said, Oh yeah, I'll do like, I don't know, 15 pull-ups unbroken. Pretty close to that. I'd do like 12. So I wouldn't have to train that hard to get it. And ultimately, it's not really worth it in the end. You know as well, it changes your mindset. It's like if you normally say you normally run for an hour, you get to the hour mark, you're like, man, I'm really getting tired. Like this is the end. So when you set yourself a goal for three hours, your fitness has not improved at all. But the next day when you go running, you're like, wow, this is only going to be less than a third of how yeah. much I plan on running in the future. Yeah. I don't think it's actually that bad. Yeah. And your mindset, even though your fitness has not improved at all, your mindset has switched in your head. Yeah. Well, even the stage I'm at now, I'm like, ah, you know, my initial goal was just to complete the marathon. But then a few people messaged me. They were like, yeah, you think you'll you'll do that pretty comfortably, you know, in some ways. Like, it'll it'll be hard. It'll be a marathon. But you will do it and be like, okay, that was like, that wasn't too bad. So now I'm sort of thinking to myself, all right, well, what pace would I want for this? And then I'm out there and I'm on the pace and I'm like, oh, this is a five-minute pace. I'm like... Whew, that was hard for, for 10Ks. Could I maintain that for 42Ks? Probably not. And I'm like, okay, so where, how hard am I going to push this thing? And I think it's important because if I just said, whatever it takes to get it done, I'll go out at a seven-minute pace and just hold it, right? But if I'm like, nah, I, want to, I said I want to do a five-and-a-half-hour pace, sorry, five-and-a-half-minute pace, I would go out and I'd push myself a bit harder there. Still real, like still in, within my capabilities, but it would dictate my training, you know, the level of intensity in my training. So it's definitely important there. Um, okay, so the analogies. This is sort of just like, for me, it's like visualization. Um, and sometimes it's just because maybe what I'm visualizing isn't always exactly the thing that I'm doing. Now, when I'm playing sport, for example, like I will do, uh, like if I'm playing tennis, for example, I will go and watch videos of Roger Federer playing tennis from a certain angle so that when I'm out there hitting, like with a higher skill sport like that, I try to replicate that in my mind and I play better. And I've proven that to myself time and time again. But that's a, that's sort of a more direct carryover. That's like I think, especially when you see yourself, that is like a strong visualization. I know that some people when they watch, I know, lose Zhao Jun snatch and it's so clean, it's so crisp. And then they go snatch. They're trying to replicate that crispness in their mind, that speed and that intensity. And it, and it helps you. It gives you that 1% or 2% extra. But sometimes I like to visualize things that maybe are... Uh, kind of like the mantra in some ways it's almost like if i was to say go out for a run right i've been using this one a bit when i go out for a run is sometimes i just visualize like a you know those i have i've no idea what country it's probably america but there's those massive like mountain tops and those just those single long 
roads along those mountaintops. You see them in movies sometimes. They're like just driving down basically a two-lane road. One lane going one way, one the other way. It's completely deserted. There's one person out on the road, however they make these shots. And it's just vast emptiness side by side, but the car is just whizzing down the road. Sometimes that's what I do just to kind of tune out, zone out and just feel like I'm like, cool, it's just me out on the open road just with the mountains and nature and I'm just like, I'm just trying to like zone out. I'm all, it's almost like a happy place in some ways. You're just trying to get your mind to a state of just like emptiness in some way. Now, that's not, it doesn't apply to obviously all training. Like, I don't know, sometimes maybe you want to like, I don't know, like listen to death metal and just imagine people going nuts and like a mosh pit or something when you're doing Fran, right? Because that's going to bring up the intensity in your mind. But that's not you doing, that's not you visualizing Fran. That's not you visualizing pull-ups. That's vi- you visualizing in something intense to bring you up to that level of intensity. I don't know, I guess maybe sometimes it'd be like people that will watch like Muhammad Ali fighting and like knocking people out and then they go out and play rugby. And it's like, oh, I'm not going there to knock people out, but I want that sort of intensity, you want, right? You want the it's, mindset. Yeah, it's the analogy. It's something that's similar to what you do so you can have that comparable. Um, yeah, and it's even like if you watch, I don't know, a great sprinter, you know, sometimes and they run and they have like, you know, they're so intense and how they take off and they move and then you go and do a workout or something. You want to like bring that same like charisma and confidence, you know, to to whatever you're doing. So some of the, sometimes I find those can kind of cross over into whatever you're doing, even if you're not visualizing exactly what you're doing. Yeah, dude, the, the, I think a funny one was, do you know the famous, the kind of Australian famous, the honey badger, the rugby player? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where it comes from because he was like, I want to be like a honey badger out there on the field. Right. <laughs> and if you just Google, Is Google, that why? yeah, so you Google like honey badger on the internet and you'll see what the honey badger is like. It's an animal. Yeah. It's like attacking shit, like really, it's like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> look it up, it's like, like honey badger like in the wild or something. You're going to see, I've never seen what a honey badger looks like. Oh, yeah. They're, oh, they're wow. an animal, but aggressive. they're like kind of fast, really aggressive, and they're like, you know, straight on top of an animal eating it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, that's... Yeah? The mullet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got the same mullet. Um, but that, that's literally where it came from. He's like, I want to be like a honey badger. He would use that analogy to, to yeah. get him G'd up to play, to play rugby. There you go. So it works well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so the next one, the fourth one out of five, is the post-training review. Yeah, you know, the... One that came to mind with this was actually when we were in together on a podcast tour and we were in Georgia at Training Think Tank. I don't know if you remember, Travis Mayer is a CrossFit athlete. He would do this thing. I think his coach, Max, got him to do it. After every session, he had this like running notes on his phone. He'd just like write down notes after every workout, how it could have been better, something like that. And I think post-training review is for every sport. You know, back when we played rugby, we used to go watch the, the game all together or, or individually and, and you take notes. Man, you can do it after work, but you can also do it after your training. And I do think it's a good mental strategy to improve because a day later, a week later, you kind of forgotten what you were thinking about in a workout, right? It's hard to be like, oh, where was my mind at? But immediately after, you can remember. Mm-hmm. And I think you might be a bit more honest, like, oh man, I had some like maybe some negative thoughts in that or I had positive, then it went negative, then it came back positive again. So writing down a few notes after, I think is really powerful. Obviously, it sits there so you can go look at it maybe next time you're going to go train. But it's a way of like review and improving, review and improving. And I think reviewing your mindset is a fast way to improve it. Definitely. I mean, for me, the reviewing anything that you want to improve on is just like an essential tool. Mm. But yeah, having a system to review your, your kind of mental strategies, I think is, is big. Yeah, because like you said, there's no way to really document your thoughts. You can film yourself moving around and stuff, but you can't remember what you were thinking You've at missed that time. the most important bit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, definitely a place to write your thoughts down is, is important. And that's really what journaling has always been, right? Journaling is a tangible way to document 
how what is in my head right now and then how am I looking at that over time that's why it's a valuable tool for people and it's not nonsense it's legitimate it's just putting thoughts down and documenting them um, in the future you might not need to you might just be able to like put some chip in your head and then just like think thoughts and it'll just get typed out on your on your phone but we're not quite there yet uh, but yeah definitely uh, definitely a great way to do it and I think it's also good because you know when you do have a really strong mental game I mean I've had workouts where I just absolutely mind of steel mm. and I have other ones I collapse on the first mm. rep you know and it's like what was the difference then and it's it maybe a good thing it's to not physical about. that's the thing yeah never is it's, it's always what's in your head cool and then the last thing which I think is really you know closely tied into doing the work as well is you know just naturally you will build confidence as you become more competent at what you do so this is really like you know guys just do the work mm. fucking just show up be consistent make progress follow a program and you will gain confidence over time you will become mentally tougher over time literally through the process of doing it and so in many ways there is no secret source here these are only tools that you can use but the secret is doing it right not thinking about it not planning all these mantras and all these strategies but getting out there and just doing the work and even if you do 15 workouts in a row where you absolutely hated yourself and you spoke to yourself like shit at the end of the day you're still confident because you did those workouts you know there is value in the workouts that you suffered through mentally that were horrible that you hated that you wanted to stop every second because you're like fuck that was awful but i got through it and that is confidence and that is mental toughness you know building um building that competence building you know that resiliency over time by just doing it how do you think all these people that we've interviewed like um Who's the triathlon guy? The Iron Cowboy? James. James Ness? No, not James Ness. Anyway. Oh, yeah. But he's Iron Cowboy. Everybody knows him. Yeah. I think he's starting soon. Um, you know, James how, Lawrence. James Lawrence. How does, he, how does that guy become mentally tough? Because he proved to himself that he can do 50 marathons. Yeah. Oh, sorry, 50 Ironmen. Well, like, yeah. Days. Why he can go for 100 now is because he's done 50. Exactly. He's like, oh, I did 50. I reckon I can do 100. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have said 100 when he was aiming for no. 50, right? So the only reason he gets to 100 is because he knows he can do 50. And that's what it's about. It's about knowing what you can do. And the only way of knowing what you can do is by fucking doing it. So you've got to go out there and just do it regardless. And you will become mentally tough through that process. Awesome. Okay, guys, like I said, you can follow our program uh, if you want to build not just mental fitness, but actual fitness. Uh, and that is our Project Fitness 8-week program at themymuscleproject.com slash fitness. The code is fitness30. That's fitness30. Um, no space, one word, and you will save 30% off. All right, guys, thanks so much, and we'll speak to you all next week. Thank you, Project, for tuning in again to another episode of the My Muscle Project. Uh, we release an episode every single Monday. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, the My Muscle Project, to stay up to date with everything we're doing. And if you have some time, leave us a review and a five-star rating on iTunes. And don't forget, we have a second show of the week, The After Show. So it's no longer a rest day on Thursdays. If you have any questions for Lachlan and I for that show, head to themymuscleproject.com forward slash the after show. And if you ask a question, we'll, uh, we'll answer it on the show. Thanks again so much, Project, and we'll see you all next week.